Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Feral Audio. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey, welcome. Welcome back. I, uh, sorry, it's been a while. It's been a, I don't know, two weeks? Maybe not two weeks. I could look up how long it's been, but that's not really important now, right? But I'm happy to be back. I was on the road. Didn't really have any episodes stacked up, so uh, a little break. But we have Maeve Higgins on today's episode. She's really fun to talk to, and she's really funny. She's a writer, comedian. Uh, Yeah, we, we got into it. I don't even know what that means. Makes it sound more dramatic than it really was. But I'll be going back on the road, and I'm just going to give you the cities. And you can look them up on toddberry.com and get the dates. Uh, I'm going to Spokane, Seattle, Bellingham, Washington, New Orleans, Los Angeles. I'm doing a show with Avant Abstract opening for me. Remember them from uh, the Crowdwork Tour movie, which is now on uh, Netflix? And I got Oakland, California, Sacramento, Reno, Jersey City, Boston, and Austin coming up. And there's always going to be more dates added, so check me out. ToddBarry.com, at ToddBarry. Feral Audio brings you this podcast and many other podcasts. I suggest you go to FeralAudio.com and check out all their podcasts. Not just mine. All of them. And uh, that's it. Here's Maeve Higgins. Man, Maeve is... You're giving it to me like... <laughs> you hit me like with 10 shots before I even pushed record. It's, I just made a joke about... Because you're doing it by yourself. Yeah. But I know that's what the nature of podcasting is, but I just think it's funny to be like, where's your team? <laughs> like, where's your engineer? Where's your... It's just you and and a little machine. It's me and yeah. There's I have someone in L.A. who helps me. Oh, you do? Yeah, I just move the file onto a little Dropbox folder and then uh. And you have an editor. He had to say, yeah, he does a good job. Oh. Feral Audio, Dustin. Oh. oh, that's nice. Yeah. So you get paid to make this podcast. I don't get paid anything. Oh. <laughs> I mean, uh, theoretically, there's a uh, donations oh, link, but I yeah. I never ask for donations because I feel weird like. Asking for donations because I'm, I'm not going to say because I'm famous, but (laughs) that is what I'm saying. (laughs) No, I just feel a little weird going, hey, man, can you send me? So you just do this for sort of altruistic reasons. I don't, I don't not, that's not even, no, I don't even know why I do it. Yeah. Why do I do it? Just to, I suppose, make a podcast. Do you have a podcast? No. I mean, I feel like I could get, I could make one. <laughs> yeah, you're, you can, I think you could do it. I think you have, if you have $90, you can, you could do it. You know, I have like a mic and a phone and everything, but I just don't have the will to do it, I think. Yeah, well, 
you know? <coughs> Excuse me. No. You don't want to make my mistake and where you're locked into it forever like a bad marriage. <laughs> no, it's fun. This is already pretty fun. We've been on for two minutes. Yeah, yeah. You were just asking me when you were looking around my apartment if I... Put uh, it on Airbnb. Yeah, why would I... Well, because... I mean, I understand why people do that, but would you do that? Of course I would do that. I've done that. You have? Yeah. Had... And I don't even live in town. I mean, when I was living in Brooklyn, far out, I would still put my place on Airbnb if I was just going away for a week. Seriously? Yeah, to get money. Todd. Yeah, I know, but I know that it's a money make. I know it's not for the love of a strange couple fucking in your bed. I don't think they were. But I have doesn't my that, don't you of... think about that? <laughs> no, actually, I wouldn't care if that happened. But because, like, you change the sheets and everything. Yeah, I know, but I don't. But... Do you trust people to not steal your stuff? Oh my god. I, what would I have even to steal? No, I didn't your, have. Your I took joke my laptop with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to know if I hear them. But like now the Pope is coming to town and you could probably guess how much for this place. I'm, I think he has a place to stay. <laughs> I don't think that he... Uh... You don't want him fucking someone in your bed. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> it's going to be a boycott now this of this podcast. The um. So, yeah, I mean, you, sure, you could get... There's always people who want to come to New York. Yeah. But it's so a big when's the last time you did this? <laughs> I did it like when I was very broke last um, July, I did it. I was like going to Ireland for a week and I just said, look, I'll get like, I got, I think, $500. And then what you meet the person. I mean, I, stay, I just stayed in an Airbnb, but it was someone who has an I, apartment that they just Airbnb. I, I let think. the keys out on the balcony, on the porch. And then the person just came. I never even saw her. It was a girl on her own. When I came back, she had, like, stripped the bed. All my stuff was still there. And it's like, why would she take, like, photos of my nephews? Because they're so cute. Well, I have money all over my apartment. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, I have, like, thousands and thousands of dollars. When my poor, when my grand-aunt died, I'm just looking through your stuff. It doesn't, no. I don't see any coins. She, um, towards the end of her life, she was, she had dementia. And so she, she would be wearing, like, these tights, like, uh -huh. stockings that were see-through. And you'd see, like, a £20 note in her tights. Oh, really? Because she would tuck money away everywhere. So then when my aunts and uncles were clearing out our house, they found money in all sorts of weird places. And you and you, you remind me of her. You divvied it up because of these <laughs> reading glasses that I'm wearing? <laughs> now, let's get back to So you put your keys on the port. Man, I put you're, them like, out the on most the trusting person port. in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you even charged. And then... You probably feel guilty. <laughs> now, just take the keys. They're on the porch. It's like we're a little country farm home in, in Iowa or something. No, we don't lock our doors around here. In... Really? We Yeah. We. I mean, it was... Do you know Ditmas Park in Brooklyn? I've heard of it, yeah. It feels like a bit like that. Is that where you live? Doesn't feel, I, that's where I used to live. And now I live in East Harlem. Really? Yeah. And I lock my doors. In uh, with what they call Spanish Harlem? Yeah, El Barrio. I didn't May. know you lived there. Yeah. When did, how did you end up there? I moved there in May. I haven't been up there in a long time. I really like it. Meaning never in my life. No, I haven't. Been up, <laughs> I've been up there. I think I've been up there. I, I really like there. it, but I definitely, it's a different vibe. You have to lock the door. It's like an apartment building. You come in and you have to make sure the door is closed. And then like you go up and you lock your door. In Ditmas, it was like, but people... They stole bikes. Yeah, there's from my no crime in, in Brooklyn. No... I know, right? Brooklyn is completely crime-free. When I first moved free. there, I was, my stop was Church Avenue, and then I was like, "It's actually so safe because there's always cops on the subway," and everyone's like, "That's a, that's not a sign yeah, that it's safe. Yeah, that's safe for probably for you, but not for some people." <laughs> no, totally. 
I'm um, so lucky to be white. Hey, but let's not go there. <laughs> I'm still fat. So, so how many times have you Airbnb? I think actually only twice. And your landlord doesn't know about it or don't care about it? Don't care. Didn't didn't care. And it's 500 for a week? Yeah, that's how much I got that time anyway. But you could get you could get more here where you live. Do you get the beep, the Do you have a do you have a <laughs> in d- she just the beeped mansion. Do you have um do you have like good ratings? Like if I look up your I want to look up your Jesus. Airbnb. I don't know. My, I'm uh, also on this one called um Gypsy Housing, which is like for artists and traveling musicians that go <laughs> it's kind of a lame name. Uh, yeah. It's a Facebook group and then you can if I was going to like Tallinn or something then i could say guys hey extended family of gypsies oh i know gypsies <laughs> oh my god <laughs> when will this little gypsy get a podcast <laughs> so that's like is that like couchsurfing.com or something yeah but i don't think you're expected to sleep with the person it's more like <laughs> you just show up and stay in their house no i don't think couch surfing's about couch surfing is exclusively about sleeping with the person that you're staying with no 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 no. yeah it is you mean sexually yeah no 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 you're wrong about that no i'm right if you couch surf and you don't put out you're you get sued i don't know (laughs) what kind of awful family life you had but my god is that you're talking about the business of couch surfing like that i think maybe in ireland it means something but couch surfing no everywhere it's that's, not a, a, this is worse than Tinder. I know people have taken gone couch surfing. They don't do they be like you had to and sleep. And they've gotten pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true. They had they had preg they their host impregnated them. Yeah, I think it's lovely. But uh, I st- yeah I stayed in Airbnb recently and and I where uh, in Los Angeles. Ooh. And then you know I I didn't. Are you trying to crack into? I didn't want to review it. Um... I didn't want to review it because I didn't feel like writing a review. But it was nice. But I yeah. uh, also I didn't want my picture up there. Yeah. Why I'm, not? Because I'm famous. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> because I'm famous. But yeah. Uh, but then the, the the host wrote a review, and they, it seems it's like your host wrote a review. You can see it in two weeks, <laughs> and, it's, oh. and, you're, and you're like, oh. And she wrote something nice. She did. She said I was tidy and polite, or something like that, which is all true. Isn't that what you just dream of? <laughs> People saying that you're tidy and polite. I know. Like, I, and your I'm, obituary is not just what you want to hear. I'm way tidier when I. When I'm at a hotel and or at a, I guess now at an Airbnb, than I, than I am in my own personal life, because it just you have that clean slate and you like you have that like it's mm. jarring to see some. I'm a well, neat when freak. I'm in a, <laughs> I'm such a Monica. When I'm staying in a hotel, I actually like put my stuff everywhere to try and make give it some semblance of. Oh, do you bring candles and stuff like that? Oh no, I just mean like I like hang my clothes up and. Do stuff. you really? I don't even do that. Yeah, but my home is very very neat and I have is hardly it? any stuff. Yeah. You live alone? No. Who do you live with? My friend. What's your friend do? You don't have to reveal personal information, but so far it's not really that personal. Yeah. So who do you live with? It's my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Do you get along? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. How long have you known? Is this person a comedian as well? No. Um, I've known him for like a year and a half. Him? Yeah. <laughs> He's not my boyfriend. Like, we're just friends. Yeah, I know. It yeah. happens. Yeah. It can it's... happen. Can it though? <laughs> Let's write a movie. <laughs> can, uh, can. <laughs> I, I often it. have ideas for movies that have already been made. I think that's a. That's the, I think that's the way to get happens. a movie made, just to write something that's already been made. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Cynical here. Whoa. 
What's going on? You're bursting my bubble. Now, did you, uh, (laughs) how often do you do stand-up? Like, maybe once or, once every two weeks or like once a week or something. Yeah. As little as I can. (laughs) (laughs) See, so you do it as much as I I cook. I just did it a lot there because... It was Eugene's fest- Eugene Merman's festival. Yeah. So I did it like three nights in a row and I was just wrecked after that. Oh my God, three nights in a row. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to do it all the time. I used to do like two shows a night, like when I was starting. What out. was that voice you just did? Like, was that like a, a, a macho? <laughs> two shows a night. Yeah. I did two uh, shows. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I get up, I do five, I go on to the next place and I do another five. Yeah. It's just like, shut off. <laughs> I hate... I. I hate that. I hate when I meet open spots and they're, you know, well, look, they can do whatever they want, but it just exhausts me when I just know that they're like, get on the train, getting up four times, blah, blah. It's just so, like, stop. So you're talking about doing the work is what you're, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doing the necessary work to be get, to get good. You, you have a, I did you have contempt that. for that. I did all that. Oh, you think you've met, you're like, you're done. I've done, done. I've been doing stand up. I've done stand up for 10 years. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not. I don't have this urge. You already burnt on it. No, I mean I have been, and then I like it again, and then I, and then I go off it, and 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 right now I do quite. I am enjoying it right now, actually. Not right, you know, but like right now when I'm on stage, I'm like thinking of things to say, and I'm like it having fun. So that's good. You started in Ireland, though, right? Yeah. At the international bar. Uh, yeah, that was. Or no, I did it, yeah, like in the Hapenny Bridge Inn, which is like another, the other little pub that yeah. runs comedy. That was where I did my first set. And that was yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. When I was 17 years old. No, when I was 13 years old. Wow, you're 23. That's cool. <laughs> See, I just went along with that. Thank you. The, uh, so when did you move here? I moved here in January of last year. So I'm here like a year and a half. At but you used point. to pop in, like I met you like on visits, right? Yeah, I would come over and do, yeah, like I was like a touring comedian for years. That was my job. I would do shows all around the place, including here in New York. And then I, before I moved here. So I would go and do like the Edinburgh Festival, Melbourne Festival. Oh, you've done Edinburgh? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I've done Edinburgh five years. Five straight years? Yeah, I think I took 2009 off or something. But yeah, I, I think I've done five, yeah, five shows there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? So the Edinburgh Festival, that's like a big, busy, it's the second biggest arts festival in the world. Yeah. You know, it's like very, there's I've like a thousand a shows on every, yeah, I had different experiences. My first Edinburgh Festival was really exciting and fun. That was with my sister Lily and uh, everything was like new and I was like meeting lots of cool people and then um and my show went really well and it was like sold out every night and all that I had like a dream first year there uh-huh. and then the next year was really hard I moved into like a fancier venue because it was like I was a promising you know did you win like the award or something or no I didn't no. so how did you sell out the first year you were there I just like got good reviews early on I think wow I was just lucky you know it's usually like you have to go like eight years in a row before you start getting a crowd there right but I went the other way I'm like, yeah. that explains a lot about you. That's why you're like, yeah, I don't want to go on stage very often. No, and I don't mean to like take it for I know, granted just... that I, that, you know, I appreciate that people need stage time and that it's like an important part of your development as a comic, but I'm not a huge stand-up fan, so I'm not going <laughs> to, your face. <laughs> what does that mean? Like you don't like to watch stand-up? I don't, I don't really like to watch a lot of stand-up and I don't really like to do a lot of stand-up. 
Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's what I mean. That's sort of the point I was trying to make an hour ago yeah. when we started talking, <laughs> that you have contempt. Doesn't time fly? For what I do for a living. I no, don't have contempt. I know you don't. I'm just I'm teasing you. I, could, I watch you on stage. There's people oh that God. I watch on stage. Crazy not to. Yeah. Yeah, it's inspiring. I'm like, let me get, let me get up there. You're like, let me do five more spots tonight. <laughs> but I don't love. I mean, do you watch? Do you watch? You don't watch stand up, do you? Well, you take it in just because you're around it. But yeah, so I don't. There's like a handful of people I will go, I will watch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, no, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be much more of a fan of stand up. Yeah, when I was mm-hmm. before I started doing stand up. Mm-hmm. But that's also before I was exposed to it 600 times a year. Right. And you hear the same things and the same type of people. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you do a show, you don't necessarily want to sit and watch a show. Mm-hmm. So you get a little fidgety. And, uh, yeah. But, you know, it's exciting when, when I do want to watch someone. Yeah, me too. Every now and then I see someone who's who really surprises me and um, who's like great and funny and something that I haven't heard before and that's really exciting and like what I love about stand-up is that like it's so direct you know you can just think something and say it so if you get the right person who's got something interesting and funny to say and they and then they're allowed to do that through stand-up that's brilliant but that happens quite rarely so you like personal stand-up no or what do you mean like the person who's doing I don't even know if that was relevant to what you said. I think I had, I was thinking of something else. Yeah, you you checked out. <laughs> no, you know why I said that? I did check out because I was thinking my next question was I was going to ask you if your Edinburgh shows were like personal stories kind of. Oh, like kind of storytelling But I did check out, you're right. <laughs> I know. I, see your face. <laughs> I checked out for a couple. And, you, know. you need to get those glasses with the open eyes on them. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I don't even know what that meant, but... <laughs> But I'm trying to. Th- I love watching. I mean, if if Maria Bamford is ever doing a show, yeah, I like. She's great. I watched her. I'll yeah, I went her to her show in, on purpose in yeah. Austin. I sat and watched. It was great. Yeah, I'm sure. In Austin. In Austin, yeah. You been? No, I actually have to travel more because I just feel like I moved to America, but really I just like moved to New York, and I just like didn't. I haven't explored America at all. Like I've been to LA and San Francisco. That's it. Why did you move to New York? Because I love New York and I always like wanted to live here and be like a writer in New York City. Yeah. So that's why. And that's like worked out. I love it. It's like I love it as much as I thought I would, which never Oh, that's happens. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, I, I'm I'm a fan of New York also. Yeah. Yeah. What, so what cities How have you... How long have you lived here? Well, I was born here. Mm-hmm. Then I left when I was uh, eight. Well, I left the city when I was five and I came back in 89. Did you write like a pink piece about leaving when you were five? <laughs> I did. I wrote a, I wrote the first blog entry ever. It was a uh, 40. Off I go on the choo-choo train. I was almost going to reveal my age. It was years ago. So 300 years ago. 300 years. God, I'm an old, old. You are. I'm really old. You don't look, you don't look 305. No, I'm a good looking guy for my age. Really good looking. But the, um, so he moved here. Shit, what was I going to ask you? I don't know. Is it weird? Because I've always thought it's weird when I meet people who are from another country who move here because I just go, I just think like I would feel weird like moving to another country. That's why. Yeah. Even though there's other great, great countries. You'd feel weird. Like- I think I would be like to just like when I hear, you know, someone relocates to London, even though I love London, I, I would feel weird like just I would miss the United States. Mm-hmm. Do you- um. 
I moved to London before I moved here. So I was living in Dublin for like 12 years and then London for a year and then here. So I like, yeah, I mean, I do miss, I just, I didn't want to live in Ireland. I wanted to live here. So do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I do miss Ireland. Like I miss my family and there's such a familiarity there and like yeah. gigs there are totally different because like everyone knows exactly where I'm coming from and there's like a code that that doesn't work here you know um of like shared history and experience and like it's stand-up is very different there yeah um so yeah it is like starting again and um but I like that like I just I don't know I just wrote a book it's just out in Ireland about moving around and like starting over and what is the name of your book it's called off you go because I didn't see that on your website and I thought I didn't she write a new book <laughs> I have to it's just happened so quickly. I finished it. Um, I was still like editing at the, the first week of August and it's been printed already. So I am still catching up with it. I go home to Ireland on October 1st to do like press and do all that stuff for it. Is it so it's out in Ireland? Uh, yeah, next week it's out in Ireland. Next yeah. week. And what's yeah, it called? In the UK. It's called Off You Go. And oh, it's all about time. that. It's all about like. Um, it just felt like it just feels more natural to me to want to go and live somewhere else. Like I want to live somewhere else after this too, you know. Where do you want to live? Well, I'm not I don't know, I'm not sure, but I think I want to spend some time in Africa. I've never been. Um yeah, I lived there as a child in Zimbabwe. You did? Now I wouldn't go back to Zimbabwe, unfortunately, but maybe another part, I don't know. What were you doing in Zim in Zimbabwe? My dad was working there. He's like in construction and he was building a hotel there when we were kids. So we went and lived there and um I always think it's good like if you have kids, um which you don't and I don't that I know of. But Todd Jr. <laughs> Quiet Daddy's recording a podcast. Oh, sorry, Mom. This 18-year-old pops his head around the corner. Well, fuck you, Dad. <laughs> oh, TJ, sit down. <laughs> um, I think it's great if you've got kids to go and bring them somewhere else because then they can they can see, oh, like there's actually a different type of life than the, than the type I think there is yeah. where the weather is this way, everyone's this color, we eat this food. If you get a bit of a opening when you're a child and you see like hang on like there's all different ways to live and no that's a different good languages to speak and there's this isn't just the world this right. isn't the world then um maybe in the end me and my my older brother and sister ended up traveling a lot my younger sisters actually stayed but the other three of us have lived in tons of different places wow mm -hmm. that's cool i would like to relocate somewhere like not right. move, but like if someone said, "Hey, there's this job in London for two months," yeah, I would, that would be cool. Aren't you on the road a lot? I am, but it's not like it's not like relocating. So I mean, you would like to do that. So you, like I would, to go yeah. And live like I, I wouldn't permanently move. Want to permanently move? I don't think. But the idea of someone saying, "Hey, you're going to be on location at this," right? In I think some yeah, like cool city. If you're filming something, that would be a good way. Or if you're writing, like, I think writing gives you a lot of freedom. If you had, like, a screenplay or a book idea, you could just go and up sticks and go and live in, like, you know, whatever. What does up sticks mean? You Pack just... your bags and leave? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard up sticks. Sometimes I say things. And, like, like I was saying to my roommate the other day, like, oh, he's up to high dough. And he had never heard of being up to high dough. And that's, like, his favorite. Did you ever hear of up no. to high dough? It's like, you know, do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. <laughs> it's like when someone's really 
an- anxious. Oh. They're up to high dough. And oh, I didn't man. know that that was like a... I'd never heard that one. Yeah. So See, I need a... to rein it in, don't I? That's the thing. No, you shouldn't rein it in. But that's always the, the, the problem when you go over to the to the States. Uh, or now you go, when I go over to another country mm-hmm. from the States... Or people come here. It's like there are little things where you're like, you see like a British comic. You know, we don't, we don't really say that over here. Yeah. But then again, you don't want the you don't want to pretend like you're from the country. Yeah, it's not totally. like you're, if you start. You know, I went to Tesco today. It's like it's a It's my favorite store. I mean, maybe that wouldn't be a bad example because uh, it it's conceivable. It sickens me when I, I see like Australian or American or English comics being like, and I was at the you know, it's just like. First of all, kind of unfortunately, our cultures aren't that different. Like, we all live in the West, and it's like, yeah. these are tiny differences. Like, what would be very interesting is, like, if I moved to Mongolia and started to try and communicate with people there and, like, tell jokes. Yeah. That would be interesting and challenging. I feel like here, it's like, oh, the politics, you know, the, you know, it's, it's just all, this, we're very samey, very homogenized. So but we don't say up, up the dough or whatever it was. Up to high dough. I know, but I guess those are just more. See, like, if you use that on stage... Yeah. People wouldn't, if some, someone as smart as me, no, I'm not saying there's anything, but it's hard to like think of everything and go, oh, do they say that here? Oh, do they say that here? I, and I don't think of, I just, I don't you just, like, you, you know, you don't, you I, don't. I don't think I make concessions. Like, I think it's so like contrived when people are so careful to be like, do you know who, you know, Hillary? But you know what though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think there's pandering and then there's actually doing something to let them in on what you're talking like if they don't know what like mm-hmm. i was i got a little pleasure out of finding out what that expression meant mm-hmm. so i think you could actually i don't know if it would ruin the rhythm but define it but i feel like i can skate over these things and people can just be like that was intriguing yeah <laughs> and not know what i mean i think if i'm making any big point and like it's like now I'm living in New York. So the stuff I'm talking about is like about living in New York. Uh-huh. So I can just talk about it in whatever way that I talk about it and people can follow me or not. Like they can follow it or not. But like I'm not about to say like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I know what you're saying. Mm. I know what you're saying. Um, And you're wrong. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I just felt like saying that. And you're wrong. So your book is about moving to New York? Yeah, it's about it's it's about like moving in general and being on my own and changing and all that stuff. It's funny though. It's like humor. It's humor. <laughs> you think your book is funny? Is it? <laughs> it is. I can write funny. Funny book says the person who wrote it. You see, this is it. I have to learn how to talk about it because, like, literally, I'm, you know, I'm just gonna bust. I'm busting chops. New no, York, I know New York style. <laughs> Taking me down a peg or two. The thing is, like, I have to learn how to talk about it because in a week's time, I'm going to be going talking to, like, you know, newspapers and I have to be like, this is what my book is. But it's hard because I just finished it and it was, like, really hard to write. Yeah. And it is funny, but, like, all I can do is, like, tell funny anecdotes, I guess, from it to, like, press people. Pick the same, pick the one anecdote and tell it in every interview. I know. I see people who do that. Because then you're just like, all right, I'm ready for this. But, and it sounds so driving, like... I write humor. I write humor pieces. No one even knows what that is anyway. You know. But it's good that you have a book. I think it's easier to be interviewed about a book than it is about just your stand up here. Yeah, definitely. So what are you what are you gonna do? I'm gonna tell jokes. 
That's all you're going to tell me about that? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to do, though. <laughs> but what, what can people expect from your show? I know. I'm going to walk up to Mike and I'm going to talk about your shit, and then we're going to be, <laughs> then we you can go eat after or whatever. <laughs> but, what's about, uh, but where's a book? You can say it's about this, and then you can. Mm, yeah. I'm writing a book. Do you have any tips for me? Um, No, so I've written two. And so I, my first book, I got into, like, I'm like obsessed about what rituals work and word count and like, yeah, it's per day. And like, so for my first book, I got into this thing where I like sort of lived like a monk, except that I like went to the gym. And uh-huh. then I would only I would like wake up at the same time, like go to the toilet at the same time. Eat, at the, eat the same thing it's, you know like it what was, does go to the toilet mean no I'm joking <laughs> um, I do have some I don't really like doing stand up about like the difference between Ireland and America like that stuff is like so tedious but the only thing I have direct stand up about is about like how we say bathroom and like you say restroom we say bathroom here as well though yeah people know what I mean when I, when I say it but that's my only joke that's what I'm saying <laughs> Well, let's write a couple more while we're here. You've got me right in front of you, the best joke writer in the country. I'll give you, a, I'll give you one free one. So, so what? What time? So, when you were writing this book, you had like I so wake that was up. my first book, and I was like, I I got up to two thousand words a day. That really, was like that's my, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Then for the second book, I've just been like so all over the place and like doing living in different places and doing all different types of things and very scattered and like not do, going to gym, like the opposite. Yeah. Then, but it worked too, you know, like it worked, like I got the book out. It was just like a lot more painful and like thought I was going crazy. Because I, 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 I plan to have a ritual, but I'm, I'm just such, I'm so undisciplined. And I mm-hmm. just, I'm the, I mean, I, I've even said, yeah, I'm going to make a schedule of my day. Because mm-hmm. I think if you do make a schedule, you, you see how much free time you have. Uh, someone taught me that once. If you just block out, you go, oh, wow. Well, I'm doing this, something here, something here. I have all this fucking time to do nothing, <laughs> which know. is nice. But, um, yeah, but I'm not disciplined. 2,000 words a day, though, that's a lot. Now, that was my maximum. Even this this year when I was writing this book, it was like 1,000. And your book, was it like 70,000 words? 80. 80. Yeah. See, they told me seventy, and then yeah, but it's kind of like seventy. They're like, just make it a, make it good. What um, what is your book about, and how much do you have written? It's about when I moved from Ireland <laughs> to the UK. Is it funny? It's hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. It's kind of a it's kind of a tour diary. Let's put it. That's all. I'm oh, it's say. a tour diary. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Which is which is challenging because, uh, you know, not sometimes you're like. Uh, Nothing, Nothing happens. happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you find something that one thing that does happen, then I expand on that. And like, oh, this reminds me of this thing that I, you know. Totally. Yeah. And like, that's like Bill Bryson, right? Just traveling around and making. I've never read any Bill Bryson. Mm-hmm. Did, he, did he steal my idea? He did. <laughs> did he steal my <laughs> idea of ago. travel writing? Because <laughs> I did invent uh, that. Do you have a deadline? It's like a, a year from now almost. A year from now. Yeah. Oh, and how many words do you have written? I probably have, uh, I'm going to say 10,000 words. Oh, okay. I don't know. You gave me a real scornful look, didn't you? No, I mean, it's... I don't know how many words honestly, I Honestly, I, uh, I was hovering at like 30,000 words for this book, and I only had like three months to go. You know, and I was like, oh, but I've said everything. I've said it. You know, and also, I don't want to be one of those people who just like 
get wants to hit a word count, you know, yeah, for the sake of it. Like I wanted it to be good and funny and strong and all those things. So I find writing to be stand up really comes easily to me, but writing is really hard. But it's my favorite thing to have done. Really, mm-hmm. to have done. Yeah, that's what they say about writing. Mm-hmm. I heard a guy say that. It's like it's like I like when I have done have. There's a have famous written. quote about it. I don't remember who it is. It's maybe like um maybe Susan Sontag who says like. I don't enjoy writing, but I enjoy having written. Yeah, maybe that's what I was quoting. I mean, that said, it's like, even now when there's like a book, then that's its own, like, because you can't change it. You know, it stands up like my, I never would say the same thing uh, twice, really. So yeah. you can change it all the time. But with a book, it's there, like it's yeah, final. It's and, in. Yeah, Yeah, I tend to like, I know that as I go through this writing thing, I'm going to be like, oh man, I have to go read this whole thing. Because I'm very... I'm sort of perfectionisty when I write something out. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, if you've seen my act, you can see the, the perfection. Perfection. Because my, my act is perfect. Well, I predict for you a hard road and a good book. Do you, oh, thank you. Do you... Um, I was thinking of going away somewhere to write a little bit. Have, did you ever do that? Yeah, I tried everything. I um, I spent a month like... I spent six weeks actually on this island off the west coast of Ireland called Bear Island, which is really gorgeous, very remote. And I was there in like December and January when it was like very cold and there's no one there. And um, it was just after I left London and I had like a miserable time in London. So I was like, I'm just going to go to Bear Island. I had like no money, but my friend has a house there. So it's like, I'll go there and I'll just like go to the sea and I'll write. And... I did go to the sea and I like walked all over the island and I had a really nice time. I didn't write a word. I couldn't, I just couldn't write it. I don't even know what I did. There was like no TV, no internet, no phone reception. And you were there reception. six weeks? Yeah. By yourself? Yeah. You didn't know anyone? No. I, I got to know two people that lived down the road, but it's ty- like, it's only population 200 people. What, did you just rent a house? Yeah, my, no, my friend, my friend's friend has a house there that she's going to convert into a holiday home. So I just like stayed in that house. <laughs> wow. yeah so you didn't it, were you like tempted like two weeks into go you know i'm not really getting any writing done maybe i should hit the road maybe i should die. i didn't i didn't so stay there six weeks really know where yeah like i went home for christmas in the middle do they have restaurants there no no restaurants no it's a, it's a very small <laughs> so there's like a little market there's a, there's a post office there with a with a little shop they sell and food a freezer. At, so they sell food at the post office <laughs> yeah how did you get food I went to the mainland once a week. I got the ferry to the mainland and I went to the supermarket there. So it's there. like when you see people with, on the subway with Trader Joe's bags, they make a little pilgrimage to, <laughs> to go shopping. Yeah, <laughs> it was like that. Um, but what I'm saying is those were the perfect conditions for writing by all accounts. There's no, I couldn't get phone reception, couldn't get internet and nothing. It was just me in a house. I like would have to light the fire. It was very like, it should have worked. I should have been able to write there. And and I didn't. See, I, I see because I, I sometimes think like, oh, I'll just go get a, I'll get a house. And then, mm-hmm. but it, it's still, you're still with the same wire. You have the same wiring you do as a person. So if you're yeah. like, if you're someone who writes four hours a day, or doesn't write four hours a day. It's mm-hmm. not like you're going to go, oh, I'm going to go check in this cab and, and suddenly I'm going to write the way Stephen King writes. Yeah. Or his vol- his output. Yeah. I mean, I think about this a lot and I talk to my friends about it who are writers too. And like one argument is like you are who you are, right? You're the person that you are. If it's like a deadline 
if that's going to make you do it, then it'll be torture, but you'll get it done. Yeah. Like, look at the past. You've gotten these projects done. It's been last minute, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I'm also like, no, I had this one window of time where I was like very disciplined and I was able to write my first book where I did change and I was like a routine person. But now and then I like went to the island and I was like, that's surely going to change me again. But like I was the same. I was just like <laughs> managed to fritter away every day, just like getting water and lighting the fire. Huh. So have you done that again somewhere else? No, that was only... um like that was like the Christmas before last. So then I, I moved here straight after that. So the current book you wrote in New York? Yeah. In your apartment or do you go to coffee shops? I tried a few things. I In the end, I wrote in my bedroom and that's where the most of it is written. Uh-huh. Um, I joined like the Brooklyn Writers Center and I couldn't write there. You know, that's like... Um, I thought of, Yeah, I thought of doing one of those things also mm-hmm. where it's just a bunch of desks and everyone's quiet. and Yeah. It's a writer's space. Like they make... Again, they make the conditions perfect. Like they... It, no one's allowed to talk. Everyone's very like self-important, <laughs> and it's very writerly. How much? How much does that cost? Um, it was like I think it was. Oh God, was it three hundred? There's a hundred dollar joining fee, and then I think it's like. Honestly, I don't know. I'm afraid to say in case I'm wrong. No, no, okay. I was I joined there doing... for three months, and it yeah. was like, it was like a few hundred dollars a month, I think. I thought of doing that. Then I thought, wow, I could just spend that on coffee and go sit in the coffee shop. Yeah, and I mean, and get a lot no of... work done also. <laughs> you know, different things. Some people can write in coffee shops. Some of my comedian friends, they write in coffee shops. Yeah, I get a little work done, but I also... Mm-hmm. Do you... Um... So how many hours a day can you churn out? How long does it take you to four do your 2,000? Four is like my maximum. That's a lot, four hours. Yeah, that's, my ma- that's when like my brain is clear and I'm like in the zone or whatever. But no- now, like with this last book, it was like, I was doing long stretches. I would like sit for like nine hours and then the next day be like a zombie, you know, because yeah. it was so chaotic. I might have to go to the restroom. Right now? Yeah. <laughs> I've never. You tra- can leave it. Let me see if I could pause. You can leave it recording. No, 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 no. I think I can. Uh... <laughs> I can totally fill the dead air with chatter. Um, yeah. I just, that's my first time pausing in the middle of the podcast mm-hmm. and uh, taking a luber. I went to the loo. <laughs> Do they call it the Lou in Ireland? Mm, not, not really. They say like the Jacks. The what? The Jacks. The Jacks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How come I, I've been to Ireland a bunch of times. I never heard that. Yeah, because I suppose people like temper their vocabulary. Oh, out of, out of respect. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't say the Jacks and he's not going to get it. It's going to get it. Trust me. He'll go up to the attic. Todd Barry's in town. Just try not to say the Jacks. <laughs> Hold on. He'll be like, who's Jack? He's, he's dumb. He's dumb. <laughs> The, I think it must come from the John. Oh, okay. You do, you do say the John, right? I, For your clients. If you're 80, you <laughs> might say, I got to go to the John. If you're 75 like me, you don't say that. <laughs> so we talked about your writing, talked about your stand. So are you going to do a book tour over there? No, just like a, I just am going to do like some press and stuff. What about, when's it coming out in the States? Um, I don't know. I'm just talking to different agents here. Lit- oh, you mean you don't have a, a deal Lit- over agents. here? No. <laughs> it's not self-published, is it? No. But you have a book, can't, your publisher in Ireland can't... Um, I'm with Hachette in Ireland, but I don't know. I want to get an agent here and maybe do different things. I'm not sure. Huh. You know? Yeah. For uh, If you give me $1,000, I'll, I'll give you the name <laughs> of my agent. <laughs> who is your agent i'm not gonna say my agent's why name why not i could just google it it's boring i'll tell you after the 
I'll tell you. Okay, but you started it. I'll tell you the name. But I okay. (laughs) What are their initials? (laughs) That doesn't matter. This is it's not interesting to the people at home. Like I know, I know. I don't want my agent to get like ma tons of submissions. Like hey, Todd Barry sent me. I mean, I have. I'm taught like as in I have my favorite agents that I want. Oh really? Yeah. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk briefly after this. Yeah. Do you um do you like the post uh publishing kind of feeling of like doing the press? At and the then... moment, I'm so full of dread because like I don't even get my um copy of the book because they sent it to my old address, <laughs> and then I just saw like a journalist on Twitter being like, "LOL!" Like you know, got the read the book that she hasn't read yet. Yeah. So I feel very like strange about it at the moment but i'm glad like i'm glad about some things like it's dead the book is dedicated to my sister and that's really good that she that she saw that and that's like why'd you do it dedicated to your sister because she she's like i thought about her a lot while i was writing it Uh and i have like a lot of sisters it's dedicated to my older sister etty and she's like one of my heroes (laughs) so i wanted to dedicate the book to her and it's cool that you can do, because like we're like comedians, we never get to do anything that's like in any way see, meaningful. See, that's something I would agonize over. Be like, oh, I should dedicate it to that. Oh, but then I got that person. The first one is traditionally dedicated to your parents. It's your first book, right? First and, and last. <laughs> so you should probably, it's, it would probably just go parents. Okay. Yeah. Keep it simple. The old Barry's. Yeah. I think so, yeah. That's okay. traditional anyway. That sounds good. Maybe I'll do that. My first book I dedicated to my family and then just like a general family and then to Etty and then I don't know if I'll write another book. Did you come up with a title? Yeah, I came up with tons of titles and then they, the publishers they, like... Do they have like... Final say. Yeah, it depends do. on your contract, but yeah. That's, mine chose See, it. that's weird. Mm-hmm. And the cover too. Yeah. That's funny that they're like, yeah, you can write 80,000 words, but this four-word title, we got that. Yeah. We don't, you don't, you don't have what it takes to write a four-word. <laughs> Although, actually, that is something I would agonize over, so I'd rather someone at least suggest things. <laughs> right. There's some, because I think when you're a comic, you're very um, used to, you're, like, independent and you get to be your own, you know, like. Yeah. That's, like, why we're a comic, so like, controlling odd people. Uh-huh. And then with a book, it's more collaborative you have to be like listen to like marketing people which right. can be really you know that can be that can be hard and like you might not like the cover or you might not like whatever why don't you title. do a book off you go is a good title though thank you did you come up with that yeah that was one of the ones yeah i um why don't you do a book tour go to dublin limerick um, cork because like it's funny because like i want to I, I like going back and I so I can see my family and like I can I've got a new niece that I haven't met yet uh-huh. that I'm going to meet this time around which is brilliant but I don't want to like you know still feel like I live in Ireland or you know I want to like live here and not be I didn't say move there I just said pop <laughs> I'm talking about like going to three bookstores <laughs> <laughs> spending two hours at each one I know but it's funny because I do this year already I've been back there like three times and I think that happens when when I'm like starting a whole new career here, then I like have to make money in other things. What's your airline of choice to go to Ireland? Aer Lingus? <laughs> Aer Lingus. You got your miles? <laughs> I only do, you actually this is so funny. Oh, I was no, talking no. to somebody about we this. We talk about there. this a lot on my show. <laughs> I know. I 
Look. Oh, this is going to oh make my me God. sad. I went so I went I used that airline so much going back and forth from And you never got your miles. No, and I kept meaning to be like what is my freaking flyer number? I kept meaning to be like I need to and then 3 years later I just emailed them and I was like Do you, what's my freaking flyer number? And then they just like emailed it back to me. So and then and then I said and You tried to get retroactive uh I just said what's the deal with like getting um yeah, retroactive points. What? And they were like, you can go back as far as three months. So that was just like one flight. Oh, you probably could have had a free one over there. Yeah. Do you know any way that I can chat them, chat, talk them into um, giving me... Because I have all the emails. I have like hundreds, probably like a hundred flights. I mean, you could maybe try calling and bet a hundred flights. Maybe no. if you, I think if you well, get an actual person on the phone and go, you know, maybe ask to speak a supervisor, say, I know you have this three month rule, but I feel like I've, I've taken your airline 300 or, you know, 100 times. I feel like I have 30 between England and Ireland and I have about oh 10 God. between Ireland oh, between and England America. and Ireland. Yeah, that's that's like that's not a whole lot. But, no, but 30 of them and about 10 between Ireland and America. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I have an in. I just wrote a piece for the airline magazine. That's your in? That's your in with the airline magazine. That's not. That's not your in with uh, what for Airlingus. Yeah. Oh, maybe you do have an in. <laughs> do you think? You know what you should do? do you find the person over there who's like your favorite person you've dealt with. Who in the magazine the, for the air magazine and oh, go? Yeah. Just write out. This is what's going on. But I mean, do you know they, anyone I can They're just to? like a. I mean, they're probably completely company. separate. Like, from yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. But you always think someone might know someone who knows someone, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh airlines are a little rough with their rules. Yeah. But it to be fair to them, if you just register an Aer Lingus account, it'll just put your number in there automatically every time you book a flight. Yeah. So it's kind of your fault. No, it's it's totally my fault. Aer Lingus, I'm on your side on this one. <laughs> Why don't you uh, send me a little round trippy <laughs> business class? You don't even have to be first class. I kind of I had a good time in Dublin. You throw last me under the bus to get um. <laughs> I would. I would. That place. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. No. I should have. I should have addressed it earlier. Really. You know. Mm. But I don't stay awake at night thinking about it. I don't want to get into your material, but it's <laughs> not my material. Uh, airline stuff is not your material. Hey, I don't talk about airlines, <laughs> man. I, t- it's, I talk about stuff that's never been talked about. Yeah. But no. on this on this podcast, I do talk about frequent flyer miles. Mm-hmm. To the, to the delight of some, to the torture of No, others. I mean, I remember meeting you in San Francisco and your face really collapsing <laughs> when I said, like, you were like, how'd you fly in? And I was like, I don't know. Even then I was doing my podcast. <laughs> I wasn't even doing the podcast. I'm like, and I didn't know, like, what my what airline, and you you couldn't, you, you didn't believe me that I just didn't know. And you were like, how are you flying back? And I was like, I, like, I oh don't know. God. I didn't, because it just didn't, you know. You're a raw talent. You don't think about stuff like that. Yeah, I'm just too artistic. <laughs> oh, man, I can't keep track of business. I don't care about money. Oh, no, I have $30 I'm not, million dollars in the bank. I didn't realize I'm that. not. <laughs> it isn't that. It's just, um, I guess I'm not really doing that much traveling while I'm here. And I do need to be more like responsible with stuff like that. I definitely do. So that I don't keep being broke and then having lots of money and then like being broke again. Are you broke now? No, at the moment I have lots of money. Really? Well, when I say lots of money, I have like $2,000. <laughs> is that really all you have? Yeah. Is, isn't, 
I actually, do you know what? I mean, I don't usually get this personal. I only, you brought I up have, a figure, so let's do I it. I have, wait, I have $1,100. And I feel that's fantastic. That's your complete mm-hmm. life save. Your, your, what's the word? Um, your complete, uh, what, net like worth. My net, your net worth. In, it's not my worth. Okay. <laughs> it's how much money I have. No, I don't mean like as a person. I know, you're, I'm only messing. You're a billionaire. Not um, yeah, that's how much I I think I have about $1,100. And then I have um, like a $2,500 credit card debt. Uh-huh. No, 2500 And you have euro. rent also. Yeah, but I just paid my rent. That's, yeah. So you really, you're really on the edge there. But I, this is good. For the past year, I haven't had that much money. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, two and a half thousand, two point twenty five hundred is not huge credit card debt, but no, it's fine. What are you gonna do to? Uh, so you don't have you don't have any savings. You have no retirement fund. I have a pension in Ireland. Um, I do, but yeah, that's what I have to fix. <laughs> <laughs> think of you would have another and i'm not being like i'm not like laughingly irresponsible it's just like i don't know what i don't know what's like i haven't been doing career stuff you know do you ever what's the last time you had like a a job job um oh like when i before i like a non-showbiz job yeah working i was working in a clothes shop in um like 2005 where in dublin oh yeah yeah and that's when I was like doing stand up, and then I just got too busy doing stand up, and I was able to pay my rent through stand up. Mm-hmm. And like that's always been my like that's like if I can pay my rent, then that's fine. But then I earned like a lot of money because I was doing a lot of TV shows in Ireland and stuff. And then I just like then I then that all just went away. Yeah. And then I moved here, and like when you move to a new place, you know, like what? How would I earn money here? No, I, I was I just understand. writing. You have so you have a, like a visa here and everything. Yeah, you're legal. Yeah. Okay, so I I can't like threaten you with arrest or anything <laughs> like I usually do <laughs> with my guests. No, I got my visa in December. Like that's another thing. Like I'm I got my you know it's like it is very much starting over. Like I got my visa in December, and yeah, I should I should I will sort it out. I'm doing a show actually about money in November, so I've been thinking a lot about it. Where's that? In the Irish Arts Center. Oh. Oh, I'm doing your show. I was going to say I'm doing a show there, but I'm doing Oh, your you show. are. You're doing my show. <laughs> so I'm doing one about food and one about money, which are things that I think about a lot and um, that I have like interesting, like that interest me and that I want to hear what other people do. Because money is like, it's power, right? Especially here. Damn right it is. But it is like in yeah, America. On some level it is, yeah. Yeah. But there's, you know, it doesn't. And there's like all questions about my worth. And I think like, well, comics at my level that are male in Ireland, like they like own homes so how did this happen but they didn't move to new york no they did all different they did different things yeah but i'm pretty sure that my gender has something to do with how much i earn you think so yeah of course i mean i know in general yes mm-hmm. but i bet in but don't you think though in, that in, not in, to be overly challenging but don't you think mm-hmm. the fact that they're staying there and didn't didn't spend twenty thousand to move to new york or whatever <laughs> i didn't spend twenty thousand to move here my flight was paid for because I had a show here. Really? And then I straight away moved into a friend's place that was like $700 a month. Uh, that was in Brooklyn. And then my visa was like uh, almost 4000 But that was it. It's not like I came and like bought a So how did the, So the 
those guys, do they, um, are they gigging a lot? The ones who own houses? I guess they're like gigging a lot and they have like DVDs out and stuff. And yeah, they're like working in different ways than I am. (laughs) (laughs) They're working in ways that make, that pay more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I, you know, that's what I would have thought. I would definitely, definitely a few years ago, I would have been like, this is on me. Like what, you know, what I earn is like on me, but there's bigger forces at work. When you're talking about like how much people earn, mm-hmm. it's not just the individual like working hard and pulling. It's not just that. Like, but sometimes it is. Sometimes it is, yeah. But often there's like a whole history. And I'm not denying like, to do that. With your gender women, and it's I know to do women get your, paid less. I'm aware of that. To do with your like ethnicity and where you were born and all this stuff. And I think I'm really lucky and privileged. I'm like a white person living in the West. So really, I should be doing better because <laughs> I've had so much handed to me. But also money isn't um, a priority for me, you know, but I probably need to like get it sorted out in case like I'm like an old lady with no money. I don't want that to happen. But otherwise, I don't care about it. Like, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, it would be cool because I like live in New York to go and but actually, genuinely, I don't even think that. I was just going to say sometimes I think, oh, it'd be cool to like go to per se and have like a fancy dinner. But honestly, I think that's kind of gross. Spending tons of money. That's on only it. fun if someone's picking up the check. But like, if you, you know, if you spend seven hundred dollars on a dinner, you're just gonna feel stupid afterwards. I feel I would. stupid if someone else is picking it up too. To be honest, no, that should make you feel great. <laughs> but I do. I don't know. Like I, yeah, I don't know. I think. Um, yeah, I think if I have spare money, then I'd probably do something more useful with it than buy clothes or you know do whatever stupid stuff like eat fancy dinners or whatever you know <clears throat> what would you spend it on honestly um i would probably donate <laughs> some to, <laughs> to syrian refugees okay <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good thing to do well, it's not, it's neither here nor there. It's just what I would do with my money. It's just like. Why don't you organize a benefit? I'll do it. You will? Of course. Oh, cool. Okay. Thanks, Todd. Free. You'll do it for free. Of course I'd do it for free. Okay. Okay. That's a good idea. Maybe I'll organize something in the bell house. Do it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. See? Yeah. And would you mind if out of that money I had like one expensive dinner and just got one dress? <laughs> there were production costs they involved at a dinner at Le Cirque and uh, just you know for, to plan the plan the the, the lineup and then uh, you know I had to wear something on stage. And I'm, you know, I don't think I should have to go out of pocket. I mean, I'm doing. I'm not getting yeah, paid Yeah, yeah. I want to look like a pauper up there. Yeah, definitely. You gonna organize this benefit? Yeah. I I will yeah I'll ask because I do shows in Union Hall you know so do it at the Bell House I know just because it's I mean. bigger and we're it's raising it's money it's the same people that own yeah. the same own that's the same. true so they they're not even gonna be mad at the Union Hall that I said do it at the Bell House no no they're not <laughs> at the Union Hall <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good idea because it is like yeah it, the the feeling of powerlessness right is killer um so and I gave some money but I, it's like useless it no, feels can, useless to it, give some money you can make some a nice chunk there. Yeah. At the Bell House. How much do you think? How much do you think you can make? I yeah. think you could make for a benefit over $10,000. Cool. Get good lineup. And we might and, give it to UNICEF. Well, you find you could do the research on which charity's best. I think UNICEF is really good and my sister works for them. 
so I know that where the money goes. <laughs> my, my, my sister who lives in a six-bedroom house, <laughs> works for UNICEF. And, uh, no, she was in Damascus actually until a year and a half ago. And then um, and now she's in South Sudan, who also really could do it. Yeah, I know. There's, the money. there's a lot of places. Yeah, but I think we should do it for Syrians. Definitely, that's a good idea. Let's do it. Okay. I feel really great that I came up with this idea to do a benefit. Yeah, that is really good. You idea. organize it. Hopefully, yeah. I'll be available. <laughs> Thing is about benefits is that it's pretty easy to get people to do them. Cause, yeah. Because yeah, because people in showbiz feel guilty. You that, think that, Bill Cosby would being do selfish, shallow people? <laughs> so you go, hey man, I did this benefit for Syrian refugees. You know, no, it's no problem. Yeah, just took I the just... subway there. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> the it's the least I could do. <laughs> But you can get people. <laughs> okay. Do a nice twenty, twenty-five dollar ticket. Yeah, yeah. I think we could do twenty-five. There was tickets on sale there for twenty-five the other weekend. Yeah. And um, okay, I was just going to start like listing out people, wondering if they'd do it, but that's not really fair. Tell me the people, and I'll tell you whether I think they would do it. Did you hear me saying as a joke, Bill Cosby? No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I said that as a I joke. I would uh, not. I would not. I don't think he would do it. No. Um. Well, what about? Mm, we should we shouldn't get people to come from LA, right? They should be in New York already. No, no. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to be buying blind tickets <laughs> unless there's someone who's like, I'll, yeah, because that eats up like. Okay, so who are like really good, funny New York comics? You're right. This wasn't a good idea. <laughs> Jim Gaffigan. Gaffigan would do it. Um, what about Eugene Merman? Eugene, of course, will do it. Yeah. Uh, maybe Ira Glass. Ira Glass will do it. Um. Okay, so maybe no women. What's going I'm on? I'm just thinking about all the Aparna I'm sexist. <laughs> Aparna Nancherla. Aparna will do it. Who who would is like an, a big name that people will definitely come to see? Hello, <laughs> hello. You know, let's not do this on mic anymore because now it's come. It's gotten really personal. What do you have to? Uh, what do you have? Jacqueline to Novak. Yeah. She will do it. She probably I do hope. It. What do you have to plug before we get out of here? Oh, um, this gig, I guess. What's that? This uh, sh- fundraiser for Syrian refugees. But we don't have, house. that's not booked. But what are your other dates? Oh, um. Because this might be out today. Really? Yeah. Even with the bit where they have to take out you going to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. That's, I might leave that in. That's not like I brought the recorder in there. Yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> the show that we're going to do in was that uh, when is that October twentieth twentieth, the Irish Arts Center. Yeah, and then every month I do a show with John Ronson in Union Hall. Who's John Ronson? He wrote um, the Psychopath Test, and he wrote. Oh, I have that book. Frank, the movie you do? I do have that book. Did you read it? No, no. I, I actually met with an. I think I met with an agent or an editor once, and they gave me that or something. Oh, I didn't get to it yet. Though. To check if you, I if heard you it's have good. It. <laughs> but I know I have that book. Which is the I know same I have as that re- disorder. It's about the same as reading it, if you ask me. Totally. It's just hey, look at that book on my shelf. <laughs> Haven't opened it, <laughs> but look, I have, a, I have a book on my shelf. And then you have it's that great. every month. Where's that at the Irish Arts Center? Else, I know that's at Union Hall. Union Hall. Yeah. And your your new book. It's, you, you yeah, can, it's called Off You Go. Can they buy you it from? You can only like, get it. You can get it on Amazon or something. Like the uh, an ebook. No, because they don't allow you to buy it on your U.S. Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> what a pointless 
Like, yeah, we don't want to sell but it to someone. I don't know why I'm broke. For no reason whatsoever. <laughs> we just have a rule that you can't buy it. Because <laughs> you don't want to tap into that United States 300 million people. <laughs> no. That's unbelievable. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to, I'm going to get a hacker to hack into it. I'm going to steal that book. Are you friends with hackers? No, no, no. no. I'm friends with hacks. Yeah. Is it MaveHiggins.com? Yeah. And Maeve Higgins on Twitter? Yeah. Verified account. How'd that happen? <laughs> David o- David O'Doherty. Is it O'Doherty or O'Doherty? I always say O'Doherty, but I Yeah, the, sec- say- the latter. You say it right. Oh, it is? Yeah, O'Doherty. Why do I hear people say O'Doherty? I don't know. I think, actually... Do they think they're being Australians like... say that. Oh. Maybe you heard that in Melbourne or something. He, he, he claims he doesn't want a verified account. He, would, he has he been would, begging for He me. would kill. Yeah, he would. He would stop being yeah. a nice guy. For a... He actually called the head offices in Twitter in Dublin. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Are, are you serious? Yeah. For what? To ask if they would verify him. Is that true? Yeah. He thought it was because like they didn't know what he looked like. So he went into the offices and was like, hey, I'm David, oh, the comic David Arty. I will be sending him a direct message later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maeve, thanks for was, being here. Yeah, oh, boy, no. did you? Did I cut you off? I was just going to say like he was crying in the offices, but then I thought, no, that would make... I'm surprised. I'm amazing that they haven't... Like there's Twitter, like Dublin offices. European headquarters of Twitter are in Dublin. You're, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Surprised they didn't invite me into the offices when I did my show there at the Sugar Club. <laughs> that was a great show I did in Dublin. That's such a nice, intimate venue. And the audience, uh, small, yeah, I get it. The audience was delightful. Really? Oh, they were, they were just one of those things where you walk on stage and they're, you can just tell by the way they're applauding. They're like, oh man, this is, this is for me to fuck up. <laughs> it's on me to fuck this up. Thanks for being here, May. Thank you, Dodge. This was fun. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think we. I, I didn't do anything wrong. Everything I said was all right, right? Yeah, I think okay, so. Good. Yeah, definitely. I came off as really perfect and perfect. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being here, and thank you at home for listening. Goodbye. See you next Bye. week, probably. Feral Audio. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub. Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.